You're now tuned in to the Real Money Coach broadcast with host Tony Jackson, author of the book, Increase, Protect, and Dominate Your Money. Get ready for winning tips and strategies to effectively manage your finances and learn the key principles of protecting and dominating your money. Now, here's author and host, Tony Jackson. Good morning, good morning, good morning, listeners all over the land. You are listening to the Real Money Coach Show here on Praise 100. Point nine Charlotte's Inspiration Station. And I am awfully, awfully glad that you're up this morning listening to the live radio broadcast. Or if you happen to be one of the many listeners that is listening to this at your leisure on one of the podcasts, because we are on all podcasting platforms. Uh, very interesting times financially right now. And as much as I, I would like to talk about something else other than bank failures, that's what everybody's talking about. And so, of course, um, I talked a little bit about this on my uh, live show this past uh, Tuesday. Uh, my co-host and I, Michelle Mitchell of Mitchell's Consulting, um, shout out to her. But we, we, we had a little conversation about it. And I want to kind of bring you in on the conversation this morning. And part of the reason is is I think it's important that we have a dialogue and probably what I would say a reasonable dialogue about what's happening right now. Um, before I even get into all of that, um, I, w- I want you to understand something, that this is not a time to panic. This is not a time to get overly concerned about what's going on in terms of these bank failures. And part of the reason I'm telling you that is let, let me just go back and share some numbers. Just let me get, just give me a minute to do this, because so often we use 2008 as a barometer of, you know, financial woes, right? Recession, people lost money, 401ks become 1OKs. You know, you got all these type of things that happened in 2008, the financial crisis. And so we got to keep this in, in perspective. And so what I'm going to do right here is I'm going to go down through the years since 2008 and take just a minute to do this and tell you how many bank failures happen each year. This is not a rare occurrence. Okay, so let's start at 2008, 2008, the largest bank failure ever. Washington Mutual occurred in 2008. In addition to them, there was 24 other banks that failed in 2008. Lot of banks. Well, guess what? 2009, 140 banks failed. 2010, 157 banks failed. 2011, 92 banks failed. Things started to get a little better. 2012, 51 banks. 2013, 24 banks. 2014, 18 banks. 2015, 8 banks. 2016, five banks. 2017, eight banks. No banks failed in 2018. And that was a really, that was a negative market year, by the way. And then 2019, we had four banks fail. 2020, there was four banks fail. And then in 21 and 22, there were no bank failures. And so, although it seems really kind of devastating, The fact that we've had three bank failures in the last four days, last week or so. Right. But 
the reality is when you look at those numbers I just shared with you, bank failures is not necessarily something that is a rare occurrence. Now, what makes this kind of a little different is that Silicon Valley Bank um, was, you know, a large bank. I mean, it was one of the top banks, top 16 banks or something like that in the country had $200 billion in assets. Um, And because of the size of the bank, I think that's the reason why. And, And of course, the other thing is we're looking for a big news item, right? We're looking for something. We're looking for something to sell uh, coverage to sell newspapers. And so you take that and you combine it with Twitter and social media. And this thing has run rampant. By the way, I didn't even mention the fact that the savings and loan crisis of the 1980s. I mean, there during the decade of 1980s, there was over a thousand savings and loans banks that failed. Thirty two percent of savings and loans banks failed in the decade of the 1980s. So my point is this. Uh, don't panic. Don't go panic and run pulling all your money out of the bank. In fact, that is really what has caused this issue because, and I've been saying this for a long time in my classes and stuff, is that we talk about digital money and we talk about digital cryptocurrency and we know Silicon Valley Bank was really heavy into into tech, into uh, also into, you know, cryptocurrencies and those type of things. But we live in a digital money world, right? Just think about it. What happened to Silicon Valley Bank is that there was $50 billion taken out of the bank within a 24-hour time. Now, think about it. That wasn't people that went down with their suitcase to the branch and took their money out. That all happened digitally. So people started transferring their money um, because they announced that they lost $1.8 billion on their bond portfolio. And the reason why the bond portfolio failed so miserably is because of interest rates. And there's a relationship between interest rates and bond yields. The higher the interest rate, the lower the bond yields. And so they had all these bad bonds on their uh, on their books that they had to sell. And that when that news hit, it hit social media. Everybody started pulling their money out and the banking system can't handle that. The banking system really can't handle the fact that all the people start pulling their money out because the reality is that banking allows like if you make a deposit of I'm just going to use a round number. Let's say you got ten thousand dollars in the bank. Well, the bank doesn't sit on that ten thousand. Matter of fact, the cash is not even there. It's it's all digital. And what they do is they loan that money out and they can do up to 16 times. So they could take that thousand dollars and loan it out to you know, 16 different people. Well, the problem is then when everybody comes and pulls their money out, now the bank collapses. It doesn't have the assets enough to support the liabilities that they have on file. So their their balance sheet is all off. And then, of course, then Signature Bank in New York kind of, you know, kind of fell into the same trap. So bottom line is this, folks, as we get ready to go to a break here is don't panic. This isn't something unusual. Remember that there's FDIC insurance up to 250,000. And you got to think Silicon Valley Bank, they actually 100% of their depositors had more than $250,000 in the bank, right? They're $200 billion in only 16 branches. A lot of people had a lot more money. 
Listen, I'm just trying to get y'all to start saving a hundred dollars a month, right? So don't panic, don't panic. You, you're all right. So listen, you're listening to the Real Money Coach Show. I'm going to come back with a wonderful interview with um, Ari Squires, and she's an entrepreneur out of Atlanta, Georgia. You're listening to the Real Money Coach Show here on Praise 100.9. Author Tony Jackson for the Real Money Coach broadcast each and every Saturday morning from 7:30 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Praise 100.9. Mr. Jackson enlightens you on the real secrets of money. He'll also help you increase, protect, and dominate your money. You can also catch Tony Jackson's The Real Money Coach every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live and YouTube. Check out The Real Money Coach, Mr. Tony Jackson, every Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Praise 100.9. Hey, Tony Jackson here. You know me as The Real Money Coach. Listen, I want to encourage you to do something. And what I want to encourage you to do is email me your questions, your comments, or even suggestions that of topics that you'd like us to cover on The Real Money Coach Show, you can email it to info at therealmoneycoach.com. Again, that's info at therealmoneycoach.com. Email us your questions, your comments, your suggestions, and we will answer those on air and also on our Facebook Live YouTube show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you email us so that we can get that information that you want to know 
in your ears. I am Tony Jackson, the Real Money Coach. And welcome back to the Real Money Coach broadcast with author and host Tony Jackson. Welcome back to the Real Money Coach show here on Praise 100.9, Charlotte's Inspiration Station and everywhere, everywhere that you get your podcast. Listen, I am so excited about our guest that I have on the line with us this morning. Let me tell you about Aerie Squires. She is a business entrepreneur. She's a brand um, manager, author, filmmaker. She has global businesses, motivational speaker, Hailing out of Atlanta, Georgia. She is a graduate of the Howard University. Uh, y'all know I've been talking about my son's graduating in a minute. So she's a she's an alumni and she is on the air with us. Ari, how are you doing? I am fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. And I get excited when we talk about Howard because it made such a big, huge impact in my life and in my business. So I get excited. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And you know, I, I tell you, my son, um, he went to the A&T University here in uh, in Charlotte, those Aggies, right? And then he did his, he's doing his graduate work at Howard and he absolutely loves it. And, uh, you know, every time he talks to someone, He's got to find a way to put in that, you know, I am going to Howard, you know, that I am going to Howard. That That's, that's the Harvard of the uh, of the HBCU. So love it. So, they're all fabulous, though. They're all fabulous. I, I agree with you. And so I'm I'm such a proponent of it. And I grew up in, in Michigan. We I mean, we didn't really know a lot about HBCUs back then. You know, we knew about the major ones like Howard. Matter of fact, I talk about it in my book. I wanted to go to Howard, but couldn't afford it, you know, and then, um, you know, we knew about Spelman and Morehouse, those, yeah. but, you know, there's, there's just like a lot of great HBCUs. So Absolutely. But while we have you on the line, tell our viewers a little bit about who you are and, and a little bit about your background. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, what I'm doing now is assisting entrepreneurs. I'm creating brand plans for entrepreneurs, helping them create strategic marketing strategies to enhance their brand visibility, make more money and create more referrals. And I like to really focus on people creating strategic brand plans offline because I'm old school. I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. I know it's crazy when I think about it. And so the old school way of doing business still works. Example, you and I, we met through a referral, through a mutual relationship. And so a lot of my particular brand and marketing strategy is like what I call offline or what I call silent money. And it's one of those things that this new, these new age entrepreneurs, everybody's hopping on social media, right? We have right. to post three times a day and create this online brand. And yes, you do need an online presence, but sometimes our customers are not online. So I really pride myself in teaching entrepreneurs how to diversify their marketing and do some online and offline marketing strategy. So that's what I do now. But what got me here was just being in, when I was at Howard University, I lived in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And I'm always, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Sorry, there's a plane going over my house right now. 
But I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And my daughter at the time wanted to do hip hop dance classes. I'm not a dancer, but I saw an opportunity within that little small community for me to create something that would make a difference in the community. And I just started, you know, created this dance school when a lot of the moms came up to me asking me, hey, you know, I need some help too. I want to start a business. Can you help me? You know, and so then from there, I started coaching and now brand management. So it's been a journey. Well, you know, and that's what entrepreneurship is all about, right? Is finding a need and then fulfilling that need in the marketplace. And, you know, what kind of was getting me, I was thinking about Fredericksburg to D.C. I mean, that was a little bit of a commute every day, right? It was. It yeah, really was. And, that, and that, yeah. of course, that traffic is no joke. Even going through Richmond now, it, it's like, Ooh. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, that was a commitment all by itself. Right. So all by itself. <laughs> but I, I love it. I love the fact that you, um, you're working with business owners in terms of branding. And, and, you know, the thing for me, I came kicking and screaming <laughs> into social media, right? They dragging me into social media. So I love the fact, and I've been in business 25 years as well. I love the fact that you, uh, you also haven't let go of some of the traditional ways of getting our names and brands out there. So that's pretty awesome. Yes. So I know we, we have limited time this morning, but I want to just I did want to give you just a minute or two to kind of talk to us about your new book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just finished my new book called Become a High Value ba- Brand. And what I'm doing is giving people a step by step high value brand method on how to increase and improve their brand equity. So your brand equity is the value that the, the the way your brand is perceived in this marketplace. And it's something that we tend to not really focus on a lot because the, the higher brand value and equity that we have, the more we can pay for our services, the more we're referred, the better our network is. And so this book really just gives you a strategic plan on how to create this high value brand. So you make more money at the end of the day. <laughs> hey, and, and, you know, we always say this, if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. Right. It so sense, it is right? about about that. So I love that. And, and I understand that this was not your first rodeo. I mean, you've written several books before. Yes, I have. I think this is my 11th or 12th book. Um, Some of them were um, anthologies, but most of them were my own books. My very first book was Release the Chains, A Woman's Roadmap for Finding the Strength to Reclaim Her Destiny. And that was my story of incarceration and homelessness and how I released my own mental, financial and physical, you know, mental and spiritual chains, (laughs) you know, to create what I've been able to create today. And that book literally has garnered me over a million dollars in income, not just revenue, but income because of this offline strategy that I created when I did that book in 2004. No, 2014. Listen, you you just hit on all the key points, right? Because so often we talk about revenue, but it's not profit, you know, and I can't wait for Tuesday evening to come at 8 p.m. when you're on our show live, Facebook and YouTube, because I want I want you to unpack your journey. And, yeah. and you just shared a little bit. And I've been seeing some of your your press releases and articles that's been done on you about that that journey that you had from incarceration to now being a CEO. Uh, I, I think I even saw you with something that said she or something like that, right? Listen, we're going to have a great time unpacking this. Thank you for taking some time out on this Saturday morning to join us uh, for the radio show. And uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Thank you. Can't wait. 
All right. Awesome. Listen, folks, we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to close and close our show out today uh, talking a little bit about loans and debt and how to eliminate your debt. You're listening to The Real Money Coach Show here on Praise 100.9, Charlotte's Inspiration Station. Beauty for ashes, joy for your sadness, strength in your wings, and hope when you're helpless. He'll be healing for heartache. We store every heartbreak. Freedom and bondage And each sin he will pardon Every promise that he made It will come to pass He won't go back on his word Every promise that he made It will come to pass Keep trusting, believing, hold Grace family, join author Tony Jackson for the Real Money Coach broadcast each and every Saturday morning from 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Praise 100.9. Mr. Jackson enlightens you on the real secrets of money. He'll also help you increase, protect, and dominate your money. You can also catch Tony Jackson's The Real Money Coach every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live and YouTube. Check out The Real Money Coach, Mr. Tony Jackson, every Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Praise 100.9. Hey, Tony Jackson here. You know me as The Real Money Coach. Listen, I want to encourage you to do something. And what I want to encourage you to do is email me your questions, your comments, or even suggestions that of topics that you'd like us to cover on The Real Money Coach Show, you can email it to info at therealmoneycoach.com. Again, that's info at therealmoneycoach.com. Email us your questions, your comments, your suggestions, and we will answer those on air and also on our Facebook Live YouTube show on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you email us so that we can get that information that you want to know in your ears. I am Tony Jackson, The Real Money Coach. And welcome back to The Real Money Coach broadcast with author and host, Tony Jackson. All right, all right. I hope you enjoyed that uh, quick interview with Ari Squire. She is going to be an excellent guest on our show come Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and Facebook. Matter of fact, y'all, I, I really do suggest uh, checking our show out on YouTube. I think that's the best way to really, to really, um, to to really get the experience of our show because Facebook. Uh, Facebook, you know, it's kind of sometimey with the lives and all that type of thing. But, you know, the YouTube is pretty solid. Um, as I was mentioning now, um, we have been doing the Real Money Coach University where it's a free class every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can register at trmcmasterclass.com. I'll say that one more time. trmcmasterclass.com. You can register for free. Last week, uh, interesting enough that our topic uh, that one of my team members, uh, Vixen Powell out of Tampa, led the discussion on is loans and debt. And we really were talking about types of debt and categorizing debt between good debt and bad debt. And, you know, there's different opinions about that. But there are some things that 
are good debt versus bad debt. Obviously, the ultimate is to have no debt. But if we're going to have debt, let's make sure that our debt is what we would call good debt. What is good debt? Good debt is basically debt that allows you to gain assets, um, that allows you to buy assets that increase in value. Um, you know, a car, some people say, well, that's an asset, but it depreciates, so it doesn't count, right? So it's it's debt that allows you to buy assets um, that go up in value or produce income, right? Those are the two measures to me is does this does this thing that I'm buying with this debt, does it allow me to gain equity or value net worth? Number two, uh, does it allow me to have more income? And if either of those boxes can check yes, then we would consider that good debt. Bad debt is just the opposite, right? Bad debt is, is debt that doesn't, have any value with it, doesn't do anything to help us increase our income. I mean, we're thinking about things like credit card debt and certainly payday loans um, are some of the typical type of things that um, that we consider bad debt. And then, you know, the other thing when we start talking about debt, good debt, bad debt, uh, one of the interesting questions I always like to ask is this, um, do you loan to family members? Is that good debt or bad debt? I don't know if you want to categorize it, but I would say this. You need to ask yourself, is that a good idea or a bad idea? And we know when we owe family members, I mean, it can have a strain on the relationship and all these type of things. So I think we want to be really careful with that. Um, and that was kind of one of the things that we talked about in the class as well is what what is the risk of carrying debt, you know, in terms of not just your credit scoring but also just your ability to repay that debt. Are you over leveraged? Um, and that's a term that we use a lot in business being over leveraged where you, you owe too much money um, and you're over leveraged and it puts your, your, your whole financial situation in a bad, uh, bad place. And so even as I was talking about bank failures, uh, as I was talking about the saving loans crisis, of the early 18, uh, 1980s, rather. Um, a lot of that has to do with that some of these banks were over leveraged, right? You know, they loaned out too much money based on the assets that they have. And so part of the regulation that came out of 2008 was the fact that banks have to have more hard assets for their balance sheet compared to the liability so that they don't be over leveraged. And, as I mentioned with the numbers earlier today is that, you know, 2008 was 25 bank failures, but that was followed by 140 in, in 2009 and 150 something in 2010. So, you know, just making sure that when you're looking at your debt, that you're just not over leveraged because you don't want to get into a position where you uh, don't have enough money to pay your obligations and then you're risking things like your credit score, which is going to be our topic next week, by the way. So make sure you tune in on Monday. It's Zoom, trmcmasterclass.com. We're going to be talking about your credit profile. But you want to make sure that you're not overextending yourself with your debt. Um, because that could lead to very serious things like 
uh, car repossessions. It could lead to things like foreclosures. It could lead to bankruptcy. It can lead to some really serious uh, financial consequences. And so we want to make sure that you, you understand that. The other topic, of course, is, you know, student loan. And that's always one of those topics is like, is student loan a good debt or bad debt? Um, what are the dangers of student loan? And my concern is that with all the talk and the political issue of student loan forgiveness, that sometimes people will take out more loans than they need to. So you want to make sure that if you're borrowing money to go to school, make sure you're getting a degree that's going to allow you to pay for it. Don't depend on the possibility of loan forgiveness. And then when you get to loan forgiveness, realize this. It's going to be reported as income in most states and on the federal level. Loan forgiveness is going to report it as income. So just a couple things to think about as we talked about loans and debt in our masterclass. Again, I encourage you to join us in the discussion that we're having on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Register at trmcmasterclass.com. Listen, that's my time this morning. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you all on Tuesday at 8 p.m. live on Facebook and YouTube. This is Tony Jackson, your Real Money Coach. We hope you've enjoyed the Real Money Coach broadcast with author and host Tony Jackson. We encourage you to utilize today's strategies and principles to manage your money in the most effective and winning way. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send us an email, TonyJacksonAgency at gmail.com, or you can reach us on all social media platforms. And if you would like a copy of Tony Jackson's book, Increase, Protect, and Dominate Your Money, log on to www.therealmoneycoach.com Until next week's empowering broadcast, God bless.